it's Ronnie Davis, and you're listening to Eating More, the place to be if you want to learn how to stop eating in ways that make you feel like crap, if you want to end the weight and food war, and start reimagining healthy eating and living. We'll show you how to change your mind, your food world, and your life with less doing and more being. That feeling when you're just starting to get motivated to do that thing that you've been telling yourself you want to do. Maybe just to start making some changes in your life, focus more on your own well-being, maybe start a business or some other new project, whatever it is. You've been waiting for the motivation to start this thing. And finally, it's here. It's comes, you feel great, you're excited, you're motivated, you start diving into this thing head first, and then whammo. Life throws something at you that completely mucks up the works. Maybe it's a busy summer or a vacation or somebody getting sick or work being crazier than usual or knee, foot, back, hip pain, whatever. Maybe it just ends up being harder and taking longer than you expected. Whatever it is, doesn't it always seem to happen? Motivation strikes, you are excited, you are in a good groove, and then something happens that makes you throw your hands up in the air and give up. (laughs) And then blame whatever that thing was for why you fell off track this time. So that's what we're talking about today. What are you supposed to do when life just feels like it keeps getting in the way? The answer to that question is an important one because the reality is there's always something and there will always be something. That, my friend, is life. But the truth is, it's not life throwing stuff in our way that determines whether we're successful or not. It's what we think, feel, and do when life does throw stuff in our way that determines the outcome. And that is a huge distinction, a huge distinction that is unbelievably empowering because it teaches us that we don't have to be the unwilling victims to our circumstances. Throwing our hands up and giving up the minute something doesn't go perfectly is a choice. It's a choice that we can choose to stop making. No matter what's going on around you, you and you alone have the power to decide whether or not you allow it to derail you. Now, if you've been here a while, you know me and you know that I always like to look at the why before we do anything. So some of the biggest reasons why I've noticed this happen in most people are one, fear. Fear of failure, fear of success, fear of what people think, fear of not being good enough. Whatever it may be, fear is often a huge reason why people let everything and anything become an excuse to let whatever they're working on get derailed. And fear is a sneaky one because fear usually comes disguised as excuses that feel completely real and valid. So consider, how many excuses are you making to quit or postpone or procrastinate? And what fears are hiding beneath them? And then, do you want that thing badly enough to keep going anyway? To just simply push your way through the fear and the excuses? Because that's really what has to happen if fear is the culprit. You kind of have to just look at it and push your way through it. So the second reason that I've noticed this happen is it's just what our brains do. 
So the thing about our brains is when they're presented with a problem, say you start a new, say you start a new um, healthy eating attempt or whatever, and then everybody in the house starts coming down with the flu one by one. And then all of a sudden you can't seem to stop yourself from living elbow deep in the bag of cookies all day. When your brain is presented with a problem, its entire goal is to look for the quickest and easiest solution based on the way that you've handled that problem in the past, okay? So that usually means that it stops putting any energy into anything new that you're trying to do because it's just too draining and it immediately focuses all its energy on the task at hand. Quick and easy solution for survival. So in the example I gave of this you know, healthy eating attempt, it may feel relatively easy as long as everything is going perfectly well in your life. But as soon as something happens that causes stress or overwhelm or exhaustion or anything else, your brain is presented with a new problem. It's presented with a problem it's had in the past and it starts looking for a solution to fix it. And for a lot of us, especially those of us who struggle with weight, the solution to fix any emotional problems is often food. So you end up diving elbow deep in the bag of cookies all day and your attempts at, quote, healthy eating got derailed and you blame the house, everybody in the house being sick for the reason that your latest healthy eating attempt gets derailed, right? See, any, any new goals or habits that we set that we want to work towards com- become completely unimportant because falling back into the old habits and running on autopilot is the easiest. And that's what that, uh, the brain wants easy, especially when it's presented with a problem. That's not being lazy or a failure or screwing up. It's literally our brains doing what they're programmed to do to keep us alive. And every time that our brains quote, solve a problem in this way, it creates and wires new neurons associated with that problem. So the next time that problem presents itself, it just quickly scans for the the solution and it runs with it instantly. So here's how that actually looks. So, you know, let's say today you start your healthy eating attempt and the, the day goes great but you wake up in the night and the kid's been throwing up all night. And you, so in the morning you get up and you're absolutely exhausted and overwhelmed. And instantly your brain goes, uh-oh, I'm super overwhelmed and I'm exhausted because my kids were up throwing up all night. And if I have to listen to them throw up one more time, I am going to lose it. I need a solution to cope now. And then all of a sudden it starts searching for the solution, right? It starts looking for the ways that it's handled these emotions in the past. And then it goes, ah, there it is, comfort food. And it starts, you start reaching for the bag of cookies or whatever that comfort food is that you've relied on in the past. And then the best intentions in the world are derailed, not because the kid was sick, right? Not because you're weak or lack willpower or anything of the sort, but because your brain is just doing what brains do. It's responding on autopilot with how it's been programmed. That's it. And it's just one example, but it applies to pretty much everything in your life. When something happens, your brain goes into autopilot mode. It responds in the ways that it's been programmed to respond in the past. The good news is in the same way 
that those neurons were created, you can create new ones and you actually can rewire your brain with new, better solutions to those problems for it to rely on. That's what cognitive eating was created to help you do. That's why it helps actually change these eating patterns better than just about anything else, because it's actually going to get at the root of why you end up with your, you know, elbow deep in that bag of cookies every time the kids get get sick or, you know, stressed or whatever else. So the third reason that we can often get derailed when something happens when is literally because we're trying to rely on motivation. <laughs> trying to rely on motivation never, ever works because motivation never, ever lasts. <laughs> After coaching and training people for over 10 years, I have to admit that I cringe every time I hear the word motivation now because trying to rely on motivation to get anything done is what most people do, but it's also a recipe for getting Nowhere, because motivation never lasts forever. If you're trying to rely on motivation, you are always going to eventually quit because at some point, the motivation is going to fade. It's going to, it's what it does. And I've talked before about what to do instead of waiting for motivation to strike. So I'm going to drop a a link to the description a link in the description to that episode below. So tune into that if you want some more, um, if you want to hear me talk a little bit more about motivation and and how to get around that waiting for motivation thing. But um, just trying to rely on motivation, expecting that you need to have motivation to do anything is one of the biggest reasons because as soon as it goes, oh, well, there goes my motivation. So not doing that anymore, right? And then the fourth reason is we are not truly connected or aligned with our deeper why. Imagine being dropped into the woods, into the middle of the woods. There's nobody around. There's literally nothing but you and trees and the animals. You've got no shelter, no food, no water. How hard would you work to do whatever it took to get yourself some of those things or to find your way out? You wouldn't sit around on a tree stump waiting for motivation to hit, right? You'd get up and you'd buzzed ass looking for shelter, food, and water. Why? Well, because there's a pretty big why behind wanting those things. Your survival depends on shelter, food, and water, right? Now, your survival may not depend upon whatever thing you keep trying to get motivated to do. But the point remains, your why needs to be big enough to keep you going no matter how hard it gets. For example, my fitness journey started because I hated myself and my why stemmed from desperation to find some peace and some self-acceptance. My recovery journey stemmed from basically that need for survival. It stemmed from a fear that I was legitimately going to eat myself to death if I didn't heal. And I'm still here doing this work because my why is so big. I am driven with everything in me to create a shift in the way that our world thinks about and approaches this whole healthy living weight obsession thing. And so my why for this work drives me unlike pretty much anything else. So my whys have always been deeply connected with what matters to me most. So no matter what life throws in my path or how scared I get and holy cow, Let me tell you, I get scared a lot, but no matter how scared I get, 
or what happens, I just keep going. See, if your why is superficial and not deeply connected with what matters most to you in life, you're always going to be easily thrown off course because it's just not big enough to keep you going. So what can we do about it? Well, first, before you start anything, just ask yourself some pivotal questions. Like, why is this important to me? Why do I want it? Ask yourself why you keep getting derailed in the first place. Have you ever really considered that? What causes the derailing? Do any of the potential reasons that I've listed uh, here today resonate with you? Is it something else maybe that I haven't listed? Get real with yourself and ask, is this a burning desire that's so strong that I'm willing to do whatever it takes to get there for as long as it takes? And then consider, are you willing to address the things that might be causing you to keep getting derailed in the first place? Right? If your brain is wired to rely on food for everything, for example, and you want to start eating better, are you prepared to start working on rewiring the things in your brain that are causing you to constantly be, be relying on food for everything? Are you prepared to start changing the internal things that may be contributing to your getting derailed? Like maybe even the fear. Are you prepared to push your way through the fear? Are you willing to keep going even when it gets hard? And expect that it's going to get hard. Expect that you're not always going to feel motivated. Be cool with that because that's life. And then make a plan for what you'll do when that happens. Plan for it now so that you're not crapping on yourself for, you know, losing motivation, but instead that you're prepared with some easy steps that you can keep taking to move forward instead of throwing your hands up and giving up at every little bump in the road. This gives you a chance to stop those old patterns in their tracks. It helps you feed momentum with baby steps in a constant forward direction. And I guarantee that even the smallest of baby steps repeated every single day will get you farther. First of all, it'll be easier to do. It'll be easier to keep up because it's just small things that you're going to do every day. And they will get you farther faster than waiting around for motivation, starting when it strikes and quitting when it wanes. If you plan for it in advance, when you notice that it's starting to happen again, then you're in control. You're not a victim to whatever life throws at you. You're not crapping on yourself and blaming yourself for being in that place again, and you are ready for it. You're able to recognize the old pattern and then make a conscious choice to keep going instead. So just to give you an example of how that looks in real life for me, right? Because I've learned to value myself enough now, because I matter to me now, my well-being matters to me. It's become my first priority every day. So things like needing motivation to, quote, eat right or exercise feels ludicrous to me now. Even the phrase eat right and exercise feels ludicrous to me now because it's such a loaded statement. There's so much expectation around what that's supposed to look like. So I reject all of that now and I just give myself what I need every day to feel my best based on how I feel when I get up in the morning and what the day ahead looks like. That's my non-negotiable every day, no matter what. First priority, 
every day, my well-being today. And the harder the day feels for me, the more important that is for me. And then second priority is my vision, my business, the way that I show up and serve because those things matter to me deeply. They're also non-negotiables. Now, that's not to say that I'm working 16 hours every day. Some days I'm exhausted mentally and emotionally. This is emotionally draining work. Or some days I have other things going on. But I can always do something, at least one little thing every day to move me forward. For my dream, for my vision, my purpose. Every single morning I check in with me. How do I feel? What do I need? What matters to me today? What am I going to do about it? The beautiful thing about asking how I feel first allows me to decide how much I'm going to get done each day based on, you guessed it, how I feel and what's happening in life around me that day. See, this way, no matter how I feel or what life throws at me every morning, I'm assessing those things and I'm making conscious choices for my day based on them and what matters most to me. That one switch alone, realizing that momentum and consistency beats motivation and allowing myself the grace to continue and recognize that some days all the things just aren't going to get done, but I can at least do one of the things, right? The willingness to be patient and move slow, sometimes even with just the tiniest of baby steps every single day, that right there has made all of the difference for me. It's really how you ultimately win. And it's how you build confidence because you start to see yourself following through on the things that matter to you rather than continuing to make promises to yourself that you just end up breaking. You've been listening to Being More with Ronnie Davis. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about embodied cognitive eating training and access free resources, visit www.ecet.online.